Good morning to Radha Kalachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. Of course, those that are seen and those that are not seen with our material eyes. We are at Sri Radha Kalachanji Dam among all of the assembled devotees here. And we're continuing to read from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 8, text 48. And with all prayers and possibilities, I pray that there is something, at least a word, a comma, a quotation, Anything that's being said today, open your heart and hear it. Actually, it may be the first time that you recognize whatever it is that comes to you today, but take it as an opportunity today to take shelter of the holy name of the Nectarian scriptures that the Srimad Bhagavatam is. Jaya Radham Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Kirivaradhari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Kirivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yamunatiravanachari Yamunatira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radham Madhava Kuncha Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Kirivaradhari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Kirivaradhari Yashura Nanjana Braja Jararanjanan Yashura Nanjana Braja Jararanjanan Yamunatira Vanachari Yamunatira Vanachari 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राधा कला चंदी राधा कला चंदी रे जय जय जगन्नाथ 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 जय जय जगन्नाथ जय जगन्नाथ जय जय बलदेव 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 जय जय बलदेव जय जय सुभद्रा सुभद्रा जय जय सुभद्रा जय जय गोनी 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 थाय जय जय गोनी थाय मीठाय गोरो हरिबो 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 मीठाय गोरो हरिबो 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 मीठाय गोरो हरिबो 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 मीठाय गोरो हरिबो जय श्री लक्ष्मी पाठी जय जय श्री श्री राधाकालचंद्री डाम ची जय Actually, the holy name, the Maha Mantra, is more than enough to tell a story, to set the mood. And as a matter of fact, did I, if I did not need to give the lecture today, that would have been our lecture. Thank you, Prabhu, for the inspiring Radanga playing, for the singing along, for everyone being here. It was not an accident that you came. You could have been somewhere else. But the point is, you were gifted with a blessing to come and take shelter of the holy name. And as I always pray, listen to the words. You'll get many different feelings depending on where the words are coming from, who's sitting here before you. Take shelter of the nectarian scriptures, no matter who's here. There is a message there for you. If you ever realize, turn any page in the Sanskrit in the scriptures, and whatever page you turn to, it's always it always seems to be the page that you're supposed to be turning to at that time. Krishna knows. Krishna knows everything. So today, very short verse, very short text. And we're covering the prayers of Queen Kunti. Which, if you really think about it, is most important to actually understand that there has been a book written by Queen, Mataji, Kunti Devi. 
So that would be one indication that you should banish from your thought. Banish completely from your thought. Not only are men important, women are important also. This isn't a women's lip thing. This is a Krishna thing. So take that into account. There's softness in the prayers, but there's definitely depth in the prayers of Queen Kunti. Chapter 1, text 8. Chapter 1, let's try it again. Canto 1, chapter 8. Text 48. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Gyanana Timarandasya Gananjanan Chalakaya Chakshomilitam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha. I was born in the darkest of ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my most humble respects to my Guru Dev. To his Guru Dev, Srila Prabhupada, and his Guru Dev, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. If you really take hold of this, if you've never heard this before, and of course people will be listening to this around the world, understand this is significant. This is scripture that was key many yugs ago, many centuries ago, and today. That's how you understand the relevance and the nectar of the scriptures. There's a lesson in each in every page, each and every sentence, each and every paragraph, and take shelter of it. Even if you understand a little bit of it, grasp it. If you're really sincere, Krishna will give you more understanding and intelligence to understand even more. Text 48 again. Ahome Pasyata Janyani Ridarundam Duradmana Rakshaya Yeva Dehasya Savyo Mekshohina Hata You know, the really important thing about the scriptures, Krishna knows the heart. And whether or not you get the rhythm or the words correct, you still have potency in it. So don't ever let the scriptures and the pronunciation scare you away. I do not let it keep me from understanding the scriptures. It's, it's extremely important. I don't know why that came out. I just thought I'd share it with you. Aho me pasyata ginyanam. Ridirudam Duradmana Prakyashyave Dehesya Davyo Mikshohinir Hata Ahome Pasyata Gnyanam Ridirudam Duradmana Prakyashyava Dehesya Let's see who wants to tackle that. Don't be afraid. Aho me pasha taginyanam. Ridi rudam duratmana. Raksha Yeva Dehasya 
Aho, oh, nay, my, pasyata, just see, agyanam, ignorance, ridi, ridi, in the heart, rudam, situated, duratmana, of the sinful, rakyasha, Nint for others. Eva, certainly. Dehasya, of the body. Bavya, mini mini. Nay, by me. Akshohani. Combination of military phalanxes. Of military phalanxes. Hatta, killed. And the translation here is King Yudhisthira said, Oh my lot, oh my lot, I am the most sinful man to see my heart, which is full of ignorance. This body, which is ultimately meant for others, has killed many, many phalanxes of men. Again, King Yudhisthira said, Oh, my lot, I am the most sinful man. Just see my heart, which is full of ignorance. This body, which is ultimately meant for others, has killed many, many phalanxes of men. The purport here, is a solid phalanx of 21,870 chariots, 21,870 elephants, 109,650 infantry, and 65,600 cavalry is called an Akshohini. And many Akshohinis were killed on the battlefield of Kurusetra. Maharaj Yudhisthira, as the most pious king of the world, takes for himself the responsibility for killing such a huge number of living beings because the battle was fought to reinstate him on the throne. This body is, after all, meant for others. While there is life in the body, it is meant for the service of others. And when it is dead, it is meant to be eaten by dogs and jackals or maggots. He is sorry because for such a temporary body, such a huge massacre was committed. Hmm. If you never really think about the body, if you never really think about the body, now's a good time to think about it. We take it for granted. Each and every morning that we wake up, how, yeah, the body's going to be there. I woke up, eh, no big deal. You count on that body. What we don't realize, some of us, is that that body is here 
that body is given for a purpose. And we treat it so callously that sometimes at the end of our lives, if we're fortunate enough, Krishna will allow us to realize him, the purpose of the body, and where we ultimately belong. King Yudhisthira good, solid, honorable king, faultless king, was extremely disturbed. Any of us who have ever been put in a position in this life or in a previous life to be responsible for the death of even one person, you're almost mortified. Because if you really understand the taking of a life, that's really heavy. I mean, even the policemen that take a life, those that have been on the force for years, it has a, an extreme impact on them. They always require that after a shooting that they take counseling, that they take time off. It is not just a mundane thing. What to say of the men that have been required to go to war for any particular country. That's a very, very heavy commitment. And what is even a bigger commitment, if you think about it, is the fact that you have this body, and it's completely up to you as to what you are going to do with the body. So I imagine myself. When I was raised, I was raised in the family of, of Christians. Um, I'm sure my grandmother had my mom going to church, her mom and her brothers, my uncles going to church. Very solid religious family. And of course, my mom and dad had us going to church. My dad was what they call a deacon for a while, so he was very serious. And it tells you how important it is to have someone in a leadership position that holds the key to knowledge, to God consciousness, whatever the religion is. Because at some point, as dedicated as my dad was to the church, he only allowed one moment of one individual. I don't know if he said something that my dad didn't agree with, or he did something that my dad didn't agree with, but because my dad was highly principled, he felt this person in this position was no longer qualified to teach him. Now, that has nothing to do, really, with what we're talking about, but the point is, it's very important. Well, I guess it does have a lot to do with what we're talking about. It's very important who you listen to. It's very important what you listen to. It's very important your association. If you do not have proper association, not to worry. Pray to Krishna. He will put specific people in your pathway according to your sincerity. If you want nonsense, hey, here's a nonsensical person. Perfect for you. If you want sincerity, if you want to understand who Krishna is, Krishna will place this individual, maybe more than one individual, in front of you. And the key thing is, is to know when Krishna is giving you something. Some of us take it lightly. A blessing, an individual that comes across. And maybe we've been cuddled, coddled, cuddled, and spoiled to the point where we're used to blessings, but you shouldn't be. Meditation is important. It's important to take time out, to be still, to connect. And I think that's kind of the principle behind yoga. All the other exercises and practices are to get the body in the mood to be 
sincere and serious enough to hear. You have to be able to hear. Now, you also need to imagine that if you've gotten to this point in life, there have been some blessings that have crossed your path. There had to be. Why are you here? Some reason or other. You decided this morning, this is where I should be. Extremely important. Even if you walked into the temple room and you didn't see any other physical bodies, material bodies, you have the darshan, the audience of the Lord. You have the darshan and the audience of Srila Prabhupada. There is no way that we can take an empty temple room as being empty. There are so many transcendental souls that come together just to hear Krishna Kata. Wherever it is spoken, you are guaranteed to know and to hear that there is a transcendental body somewhere listening. This really hit me when I went to Mayapur during the installation of the Panchatattva. Thank the Lord that I was given the opportunity. That was a blessing. Because I knew about it in advance, Never thought I'd be able to go to India because there were going to be so many people in Mayapur Dam. There would probably be no accommodations. Got the opportunity to go to Mayapur. And as brazen and confident as I am of Krishna, I went alone. But actually, I didn't go along. I went with Krishna in the heart. And gradually other people came from the United States that I knew. But the point was, and I can never think about this too many times, which means you can never hear about this too many times, but my Guru Dave allowed me and my niece to be on the altar when the Lord was introduced to the world. When they opened up the curtains, and the Panchatattva stood there, offering their blessings. That was a moment in time of a big blessing. If Krishna never gave me any indication before, that was my blessing. And that's been enough to carry me all the way from, what was it, 2004 to now to forever. To know that Krishna, first of all, did not care that this material body did not come from India. It did many, many eons and many lifetimes ago, but it didn't matter how I and so many others ended up on that limited space altar in front of the Lord was a blessing. The point I'm getting to is when they blew the conch shells, just take into account the entire Mayapur temple. Mayapur temple, Dam, is filled with people that are standing outside the door, roped off on both sides, the side that's taking darshan of Radhamadava, the side that is taking darshan of Nishingadev, Srila Prabhupada, and above all else, the Panchatattva. There is so much energy in that room that even the blowing of the conch shell was so intense and stimulating that the hairs on your arms stood out. And when they sang, you would swore that there were demigods flying over the temple room in their airplanes. They were flying over the temple room, in their airplanes. How could we not feel it? I'm saying that to say maybe the degree of your feeling, the closeness, and the nectarian blessings of the Lord may not be so intense, even if you get a little taste of that. Just realize how much the Lord must have loved you, how much you must have done in a previous life, and how much you owe to every single person 
who crosses your path. Because that blessing may happen once in a lifetime, once in your family's lifetime, once in the previous lifetimes you've had. Take the blessings of the Lord. Don't use them indiscriminately. Um, well, don't use them foolishly. King Eudistir was a man of such proper position, so much a bona fide and respected leader, and yet he had a heart. <laughs> Most people in the position of leadership at that time, because the kings held very important roles at that time. Most of them have allowed the energy that they have, the potency that they have, they allow it to go to their head. And they manipulate people, they manipulate situations. If you don't believe it, read the papers for the last 12 months, 24 months, the last couple of centuries. It is very important that when you have this body, that you understand that you have it for a purpose. Some people think, well, I've got this body, I've been given to a family. We're kind of poor, because I was poor when I grew up. Wasn't poor in spirit, but in material things. I didn't realize it at the time. That's how good my parents shielded us. We didn't realize we were poor. But the point is, depending on how you grew up, realize how much of a tremendous impact your background has, your family background has on you. Because when some of us get an opportunity to move away from home, we want this job that will give us this luxurious house, this big car, fame, fortune, and depending on whatever your gender is, Lots of women, lots of men, lots of popularity. And if you think that's important, skim the newspapers of Hollywood and see how important it is when people have reached those points in their lives where they can do something important. They have the opportunity, they have the Lakshmi, but they are unhappy. They do not have the essence of what that body is to be used for. It's not necessarily used for all the, the movies that they're, they're part of, uh, in the production of. It's not used because they have such a gorgeous voice that they can sell many records, that they're such a comedian that they can be granted such a huge audience. They go through their lifetimes and if they're fortunate enough, and I guess we could all, we could guess on what age is a fortunate age to come across Krishna consciousness, or what age is our limit in life before we meet our maker. Well, back when they set up the uh, social security uh, program. I don't think they meant for people to live long enough to collect it. Well, we're taking much better care of ourselves now, and we're living longer. Some devotees, some people are fortunate enough to live long enough to actually have the Bhagavad Gita in their hands, and if they've retired, they're taking the times to read the scriptures if they are in good association, they have someone to explain the scriptures to them. And that's another thing, too. Don't go through the scriptures and think, oh, I read it. Did you understand it? No, I read it. It's important to understand. Follow nothing blindly. Nothing. I question everything. I think it drove my parents crazy. It drove people around me crazy because I need to know where, what, why, when, who. And especially when someone is preaching to you, you need to understand, this is important. This is about my life. Tell me how this is so. Tell me why this is so. And at some point, we should get to the point where the right person is telling us, this body that you have is a blessing. It could be a curse, 
but it's a blessing. It depends on how you use it. And just to go off track for a moment, could anybody volunteer and tell me, before you came to Krishna consciousness, what did you think your body was for? What did you think your life was for? What did you think you were meant to do? Ajun, is that you? I don't have my glasses on. But just tell me, what do you think? Oh, no, that's not you. Oh, but just, see? Yeah, what, do you, what did you think your life was meant for when you understood that you had a life? What, whenever that point of age came, what did you think you were meant to do? Yeah, I, I thought about it, and it's like, I never really thought about it before, but before you approach any new lifestyle, you need to know where are you coming from and what are you expecting. But what did you think before you came to uh, devotees and Krishna consciousness? What was what did you think your purpose was? Does anyone have the mic? Okay, yes, talk, because they always complain they don't hear. There are many wake-up calls in our lifetime, and we have to take notice of it. That's why being still, having a space to be quiet, to meditate, is so very important. There's so much going on in the world. Centuries ago, so much now in Kali Yuga that it's just enough to keep you confused about What's going on? If you don't believe that, look at the news. One thing comes up and it holds your attention. Look at this thing that came up in 2020. Actually, we know it came up before then, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that's been holding the world's attention since it hit the newspapers. And after that got our attention, then other things came along, political parties acting a fool in various countries. Not that that was new, but they were doing it even more so now. And just one right after the other, so many things that are coming at us and desensitizing us to the point now where a child, such as this young, child, this young man here, he's very sharp. I've heard him read the scriptures. But to the point where... Not necessarily him, but someone of his age is very comfortable in seeing violence on TV, hearing it. They've been so desensitized, which is why it is every single person's responsibility to, when you have the opportunity and you properly use it right, show someone else, your child, your relative, your friend, neighbor, whoever, Help them to understand, if they are so inclined, what their real path is, where they really belong, because based on all the things that happened to us in our lifetime, what is Srila Prabhupada? This is no place for a gentleman. This is no place for a female. This is no place for, this is not our home. But um, I'm digressing a little bit. But... Prabhu, Bhavananda, Prabhu. Tell me, I was asking, um, what was your path before you came to Krishna consciousness? Where did you think you were supposed to be headed? And if I mispronounce your name, please correct me. Prison, was that? Prison or, wow. I can so relate to that based on the color of your skin. And we don't ordinarily get into it, but let's be real. Depending on, and it shouldn't be, because we constantly hear, you're not this body. But how many people approach us still on the fact that, oh, this color, this, mm -mm, mm -mm." But you're right. At that time, horrible. It's amazing that you even stepped in this direction, but your, your outlook was either prison or jail. That's how, that's how it was set up. That's how it was set up. 
That's how it's still set up. There are different setups for each culture. There are different distractions for each culture. And those distractions are not necessarily meant to lead you to God, which is why you have to think above and beyond what you're getting. So that being your direction before you came to Krishna consciousness, Prabhu, how much has it changed since you've come to Krishna consciousness? What do you feel is your purpose now? I don't enjoy putting people on the spot, but I kind of like the look on their faces when I do. doesn't have to be the altar at the temple. But if you've set up altars at home and if you've given the Lord your sincere efforts, and he knows when you're doing it. You, you can fool everybody else, but you can't fool the Lord. He knows when you're being sincere. He will begin to show you himself a little bit at a time. I'm sure King Eudistir knew well the potency of the Lord and he knew what his responsibility was. But speaking of the Lord and him showing you, don't think he just shows it to Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Don't think he just became available to Advaita when Advaita Acharya prayed, dear Lord, help us, the world is in trouble, we need you. He answers prayers. But he also notices a sincere heart. And that was what King Yudhisthira had, a sincere heart. Arjun was not so inclined to fight during the Battle of Kurusetra. But Krishna arranged it in such a way, giving him the knowledge and intelligence to understand that is actually your purpose. And Krishna is most expert in arranging our intelligence so we understand situations that no one else understands. He could very well have changed the mindset of King Yudhisthira because he was heartbroken. Here he is, big king, very devotional man, godly, and he's responsible for the debts of so many friends, neighbors. Was it 600? I was trying to remember that figure. Thank you. 630. I don't think the pandemic has touched that yet. Well, who knows? But 630 million, that's a lot to take responsibility for, and he did. Had the Lord wanted to erase that guilt from him, he could have. But the Lord. But yes, actually there were relatives as it was with Arjun, I can't imagine going up against my cousin or my aunt, let alone my favorite relative, whoever that is. But Krishna could have softened his heart to let him deal with that. But we're going to find out later in a couple of texts exactly what Krishna has arranged for King Yudhisthira. Um, the other point I wanted to make without going so off track is the purpose of the body. That's why I went through all of that. There is a purpose for this body that you are contained in, this bag of bones, this vehicle, this tabernacle, spaceship. There is a purpose for it. And in, I wanted to read something to, to you because I can get going on a, a particular subject and go on and on and on. I just want you to get the essence of this. This was written by Srila Prabhupada, and it was written on the body and the purpose of it. And I will read that real quick, just so you understand, if nothing else, this body you have has a purpose. And this is in Beyond 
Oh, yeah, beyond birth and death. Here is what Trila Prabhupada wrote, but all of his translations are coming, are being handed down to him, so they're all bona fide. This is what he talks about when he says the sky beyond the universe. Everyone then should try to go to that dam, paramam, Krishna's supreme abode. Krishna himself comes to call us, and he gives us literatures as guidebooks and sends his bona fide representatives. We should take advantage of this facility given to human life. For one who reaches that supreme abode, penances, austerities, yogic meditations, and so on, are no longer required. And for one who does not reach it, all penances and austerities are a useless waste of time. The human form of life is an opportunity to get this boon. And it is the duty of the state, parents, teachers, and guardians to elevate those who have acquired this human form of life to attain this perfection of life. Simply eating, sleeping, mating, and quarreling like cats and dogs is not civilization. However, that's what we've been doing for so long. We should properly utilize this human form of life and take advantage of this knowledge to prepare ourselves in Krishna consciousness so that 24 hours of the day we will be absorbed in Krishna and at death at once transfer to that spiritual sky. And it quotes the Bhagavad Gita, a chapter 22nd text, Purusha saparapata bhaktya labhyastva anyaya yasyanta stani bhutani yenasavam idam tattam the supreme personality of Godhead who is greater than all is attainable by unalloyed devotion although he is present in his abode he is all-pervading, and everything is situate, situated within him. One more, one more quote, and then we'll be done. And this is again from the Bhagavad Gita. I think it's 18th, 18th chapter, 66 texts. And it's very special when you can remember these texts and just call them out. I'll be honest with you. I'm still graduating to that point, so I'm not trying to impress anyone. I am just trying to uphold my dedication to my guru. <laughs> Bhakti Tirta Swami Maharaj Ki Jai. But this is uh, on the perfection of renunciation. Savadama Puritya Jai, Mamikam Saranam Vraja, Aham Twa Sava Papio. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. Based on just this shloka, as are many others that are bona fide, Krishna does not lie. He does what he says. He will always do what he says. The key thing is that we do what we're supposed to do because if you're not, don't expect any reciprocation or reciprocity. Krishna does not discriminate, but if you are just overwhelmingly serving him, giving to him, it's almost like his responsibility to give back, and he will outdo you. So the point I want to make today, before you leave this temple room, is that you have a body. It has a definite purpose. The route by which each and every one of you take to get back home to Godhead will have some differences or variances. But 
Every single one of you has a God-given purpose to this body that you have, let alone the bodies that you've had many lifetimes ago. And if you do nothing else, take the shelter, the lotus feet of Guru, take the shelter of the Lord and find out why you're here. Because when you take that shelter, no matter what's going in the world, it will not shake you because you were connected to the most omnipotent, the most supreme, the only Lord of all the universes. And he does take care of his own. So we'll end at this point. Did anyone have any comments they wanted to express or anything they wanted to share? And to just reiterate again um, from the prayers of Queen Kunti, this is a realization that King Eudesteer is having. He's feeling guilty, and he has a good heart. Otherwise, most of us go through life, and we don't feel guilty about anything. He does. This is a good man. King Eudesteer said, Oh, my lot. I am the most sinful man. Just see my heart, which is full of ignorance. This body, which is ultimately meant for others, has killed many, many phalanxes of men. And it was to get him on, to get his seat on the throne. This is why he's feeling guilty, because they died because of him. So unless anyone else has any comments, I'd always encourage you to read Srila Prabhupada's books, chant, take proper association. And when you have the opportunity here from a bona fide, realized soul, hear from someone that is going on the path back to Godhead that you wish to travel with and go. Okay. Yes, Prabhu, I, I don't know where the mic is, but I'm just going to. What is wrong and what is horribly disrespectful is that when a devotee does something wrong and they know deep inside their heart they've done something wrong and they disregard it. They are so puffed up and godly-like that they don't feel they have to apologize. And I see that often in devotees. It's my understanding and I'm really, I'm going to end at this. But it is my understanding, when you have a confrontation or a conflict with an individual in this material world, unless you go to that person and acknowledge it and apologize profusely, you end up coming back to the material world trying to reckon or trying to straighten out that issue. So if you don't do anything else, learn how to say I'm sorry sincerely and apologize takes nothing from you, and you gain a lot spiritually. So we're ending at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda. Hari Igar.